Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs. With companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese podcast. Oh, yeah. Predictions are never wrong. They just haven't happened yet. Hey, boys and girls, you're listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel. Where the hell's my flying car, Cheeseman? This is Chad Crystal Ball So Wash. And I am JT Nostradamus O'Donnell. I didn't say that right. I tried. Nostradonal. 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 Thank you so much for that name. <laughs> we to start. We're off to a great start in 23. Anyway, on this week's show, you know them, you love them. It's the 2023 prediction show. Yeah. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text uh-huh. kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, Okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Nachos. (laughs) JT already threw an onion at the show. Way to go. Way to go. 
I love it. I love well, it. I didn't get to pick my own name. What can I say? I promise you'll still share this to your two billion followers or whatever whatever it is up to now. Maybe. Maybe. I well, we're doing video, so Excellent. yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it's happening. It's got to happen. So, so some of our listeners don't know you. Uh, this is a very important seat that you sit in, the prediction show. This is no joke. I know. Uh, give, give the listeners a little bit about you, where they can find out more. Give us a Twitter bio on JT. And what does JT stand for, yeah. number one? Yeah. So, first of all, I did think it was a joke when I got the email <laughs> that, would you like to be on the show? I, I Predictions. So, thank you. And, <laughs> all right. And JT stands for my, my maiden name. Janine Tanner, but my name is spelled oddly, so people always butcher it. So, you know, when they call yes. up and say your name wrong. So I gave up, started going by JT, and it stuck. That's how I got the name. But I've been in the industry. I just, nobody remembers me. I was in staffing recruiting, and 20 years ago, I decided to hop to the other side and start to become an advocate for the worker because I just knew people needed to learn a little bit more. They were at a disadvantage. So that's what I've been doing for 20 years. And then uh, stealthily in the scene, have been working on some stuff to come back to the other side. And so, here I am, and now working in recruitment marketing and employer branding space, and having a really marvelous good time. for twenty years in the industry. I just want to say that in a, in a non-threatening you know way. Why? Because she started when she was three. That's why. <laughs> yeah, nice try. In a non-canceling way, because this is like early. This is January. I don't want to. I don't want to get canceled already in in twenty twenty three. How are you going to get canceled? Although oh. JT has has encouraged us to drink on this show, so who knows where the hell I our did. final prediction I will go? Bring it. Blanton's and LaFrogue. It's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a fun show, yes, everybody. Yes, very much, very much, very much. Okay, let's kick this off. Let's uh, 2022 predictions, which we had. We always have something to say, but it doesn't mean they're always right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and jump into mine because sure. uh, it's, it's, it's partially, I let think, Let me get right. the wrong buzzer know. ready. Let me, let me warn this. Uh, there. Okay, there we go. All right. My first <laughs> prediction was a paradox twofer because they just got, they just got funding. They had a couple of acquisitions the year before, and I knew they were going to come into 2022 just rolling, Mm -hmm. right? So I said that they would acquire a European tech company. Nix, nada, none of that should happen. But my second part of it was that they would reposition away from just being a point solution and being more of a major competitor to the applicant tracking system Mm -hmm. providers, which I can say they definitely have done. Yeah, that sounds like a halvesy. Yeah, I'll get a hazard. We're going to golf clap. We're going to golf clap on that one. I'll take golf it. I'll take right. it. JT, do you have any comment about uh, the paradox prediction? I don't think it counts. I'm sorry. You didn't get it all right and yeah. done. That's why you don't no make two predictions in bullshit. one. Chad's always That's Chad's bullshit. always on both yeah, sides right of the fence. Little... You know what I mean? He's always back door, front door. That's... That was one fence. It was the paradox. That's fence. Chad. I just, That's... you know. All right. So I predicted uh, that one well-known restaurant would mm. launch a robot-only location. And this was a long shot, by the way. This was a fucking long Mostly shot. Mostly because I said a brand name. Like somebody everyone yes. knows, not some random startup mm-hmm. in Idaho, right? Somebody put a flippy in. So yeah. the gods of, of predictions uh, blessed me in December of last year with the following <laughs> headline. Yes. Burgers, fries, and robots. McDonald's opens first mostly automated location in Dallas. So I'm going to claim if McDonald's Shall we play a game? is going to do that, I'd, I'd say that uh, is, a, is an endorsement for robots at your local fast food restaurants coming in 2023. 
And, it's and you don't realize how many fast food restaurants we have in America until you leave for a while. I was gone for three months. I was in Europe for a while. Came back and they're fucking everywhere. In Europe, you get the little mom and pop, you know, little restaurants and whatnot. And there are a blue zillion of them. You come here, it is all industrial fast food and it's everywhere. So, I mean, if you're going to have industrial fast food, you might as well have automation. What's a little grease in your burger? That's not a big deal. By the way, plenty of Burger Kings, yeah, uh, McDonald's, and Taco Bells in Europe. Just not where Chad is. <laughs> All we have to do is take a look at per capita, and you will see that we blow <laughs> yeah. them out of the fucking water. But, but when I Expedia yeah. my uh, hotel location, I make sure that there's a Taco Bell, <laughs> Burger King, or McDonald's within walking distance, which is not a yes. not a far way for me, Chad. And can, can, congrats in on the that proximity one, of my uh, hotel. Yes, that was a very big swing, and you got oh, that too one. bad. Not too bad. Good prediction. My second one fell flat, and I can't believe it fucking fell flat. I predicted that ZipRecruiter would acquire Vervo. Did not happen. And this is just another reason why ZipRecruiter is dying on the vine. They aren't taking our recommendations. We're giving them free recommendations on the show, and they're not even taking the shit. This is why they're dying. You don't even have board seat. Yeah. Is ZipRecruiter a, a common theme on some of your content, JT? What Do you have an opinion on the Zip? So they're popular, right, with the job seekers. I think everyone's looking. But like most companies, most everyone's struggling with, they're not getting the response that they want from whether it's Indeed or Glassdoor or, uh, you know, ZipRecruiter. So job seekers are, are tired of it. You know, so I think they all have to figure out a way for the response rates or some form of engagement rate to go up. Or it's it's or troublesome. They go the way apply. of some of the other boards. Yeah. <laughs> Popular with job seekers, but here's what Wall Street thinks about ZipRecruiter. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. All right, so that's that's <laughs> that's a big hit for you on ZipRecruiter, Chad. All right, my mm. my second one from 2022. I predicted that NFTs will be used uh. to recruit and retain talent. The idea was Nike would give. NFTs of their athletes to re- recruiter recruiting and, and retention goals and that people would have these valuable NFTs. Unfortunately, aside from Donald Trump getting richer on his NFT collection, <laughs> and you know you have a few out there in uh, Chad and Cheeseland, I could not find any proof on the Google machine that NFTs had been used to recruit or retain talent in 2022. And I tell you what. Donald Trump showed us a great way to launder money through those through those little <laughs> bullshit NFT cards. That was that was that was pretty genius in how he scammed the hey, living Bitcoin shit. Bitcoin is going to work in Moscow when he sets up shop with uh, Putin in a year. <laughs> My last but not least from last year, I predicted that Ronstadt shuts down Monster. Okay, they didn't shut it down, although they have been selling it off in pieces. Parts. So Ronstadt sold Monsters APAC and Middle East business to uh, Quest Corporation. Uh, so they didn't get shut down, but they have been shut. They, they have been sold off. Not everything, but little pieces. Is, is this your plea for a, a, a golf clap? He's doing it again. He's doing it again. I, I just have to make sure that the listeners know what's <laughs> happening, Joel. I don't care about whether I get a buzzer or not. Bastard. <laughs> Quest literally just changed the monster brand in Finland to Jobly. Mm-hmm. 
And th- th- the Monster brand is that fucked up in, in Europe and Asia pack. And they also announced that Monster Operations, the actual operations umbrella, is going to be rebranded as Found It. That is how bad the Monster brand is in those areas of the world. That escalated quickly. I don't know, JT, is this an ant eh, or do we give a golf clap to Chad on his Monster? Oh, I already told you how I feel. <laughs> it's not 100%. Such a hater. I don't know why she hates so much. Chad, if you couldn't tell, Chad was not hugged much as a child. So he tries to get as much positive affirmation as possible. Unlike me, who was loved by their parents, my final prediction <laughs> was that at least one startup in our space would get at least a $10 million investment under the guise of recruiting in the metaverse. <laughs> Now, while there are endless webinars, blog posts, and news stories about recruiting in the metaverse, I could not find any evidence on the Google machine that there were any startups that were specifically for recruiting in the metaverse. So we have a long way to go before the metaverse is a thing in recruiting. One prediction that we got right, Chad. Mm. And we'll continue to get right. People love free shit. Is we give free shit away on the Chad and Cheese podcast. Uh, if you haven't signed up, I know JT is at the top of the list for free shit at Chad and Cheese. I do. You got to go to chadcheese.com, click on the free link. Uh, we're talking about free t shirts from our friends at Job Get. We're talking about free bourbon whiskey from Tex Kernel, beer from uh, Aspen Tech Labs. Oh, yeah. uh, am I missing anyone? Uh, rum from Plum, baby. Yep, that's right. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Ed Zatusky, uh, Chad and Cheese super fan for winning. Ed from Philly. Philly loves them some rum. And Plum is going to send Ed a nice bottle of rum. And he is also celebrating a birthday this month, which is how you win a little bit of rum from Plum. And Jenny Shiaka, Shaka Khan, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, Skiasha. Walt Disney. Yes. From Disney. She is a double whiskey getter, a choice from Chad, a choice from Cheese. It's like the old days of Blockbuster when you got film film, film choices from Chad and film choices from Cheese. Chad picks a bourbon, I pick a bourbon, and you get drunk and have fun. That's how this works. Chad Cheese, free shit. And that wraps up 2022 we're going to take a quick break, and JT might get to talk in the next uh, next series of, of predictions. <laughs> We're going to get into 2023, so sit tight, kids. Uh, I'm pouring my second bottle. Or dram, sorry. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to 
pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. All right, all right, all right. 2023. Come on, baby. JT is chomping at the bit to make a prediction, and she is our guest. I'm ready. Welcome to the show. We're excited to have you here. You're clearly opinionated. You're clearly smart. You've clearly been around the block a few times in this industry. Give us a prediction for 2023. Prediction number one, uh, the ambition recession is going to rage on and impact how we recruit. So there's a guy named Robert Glazer out of Boston, owns Acceleration Partners. He coined the term, founded on LinkedIn, basically said, look, people are checked out. All these purpose-driven professionals are not feeling it and that we're going to have to completely change how we get their attention and get them to apply to our jobs. I don't think he's wrong. As someone who spends a ton of time with job seekers right now, I would say there is definitely an ambition recession. People would rather you know, do less or figure out how they're going to work on their own terms, but they're not going to be a sellout. That's the thing I hear time and time again. They just don't want to do the grind. They don't believe in the hustle. They don't obviously don't want to do the long hours. It's going to get interesting, especially when we're seeing in the news today, you know, companies are demanding people come back, you know, more than two days yeah. a week, more than three days a week, Disney, four days a week. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think the recession's strong. I think you're going to see a lot of people say, you know, F it. So, so, so this came out today that the Hartford did a, did a survey of savings and stress levels uh, for lack of money and found that some two thirds of people are stressed about not having enough money. Over 50% have less than a thousand dollars in their bank account for savings. Like do people just not give a shit about money anymore? I think some of it's social media. Social media keeps telling them, prioritize your health, take care of yourself, don't get stressed out, don't let work run you. I mean, that that narrative is still going strong everywhere they look. And so people are feeling they don't don't want to go back to those crazy hours because they almost feel like I said they're that they're selling out or they're caving from, you know, this big shift to being a purpose-driven professional out of the pandemic, which is I'm not going to I'm going to do work that I want to do, work that works for me, not the other way around. So I think there's a ton of that internal conflict going on with people. And I think right now they're going to push back and figure out how to do, you know, more with less or, uh, you know, continue to deal so with that stress. what's your actual, actual prediction, though? Will, will, will companies change or will job seekers change? Who's going to have to change? Because somebody's going to have to change. Companies okay. will change. The really smart companies mm-hmm. out there are going to know how to change the narrative, how to change what mm-hmm. they're saying and where they're saying it so that people don't feel like a sellout to come to work for them. That's going to be the difference so that they they can feel like they're doing it on their own terms and work them back in because we've got to get people excited again about working. We've got to get them. It doesn't have to necessarily be ambition, but some sort of excitement for work, wanting to get there. The smart companies are going to figure out to do that, but the, the message is different. It's not the same carrots that we used to oh, hang no. in front of people. And companies aren't thinking about that. So if you really are going to put whatever you were doing in 2022 on repeat for 2023, they're yeah, not going to bite. Yeah. It was it was the, the 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 we are family kind of thing, which is mm-hmm. as a family we want to work hard and we want to work twenty hours a fucking day. You know what I mean? It's one of those things, and that's just not that's just not passing muster anymore. At so all. the the companies, I agree, companies are going to have to find a, a new propaganda line to to be able to work. And it's funny because on on the weekly show. Or on the European show, we talked about how this 28-year-old kid actually took out a 12-year lease 
on a condo on a cruise ship where he's working, he's working <laughs> from anywhere, and he's also seeing all of Europe. So, I mean, I think I think we're at a point where companies are going to have to be more flexible uh, than than they've been incredibly rigid over the last shit for forever. I agree. I mean, you're going to demand them to come back in. They're not going to do it happily. And if you don't think that that's going to impact their work and their productivity and that they aren't out looking for another job. So the smart companies are going to create the benefits and perks that work. But I'm with you. It's the messaging that is going to have to change. If employers don't do it, they're not going to get the talent. Oh, it's all propaganda. Sounds like you're bullish on the gig economy as well. I am. I've been saying that for years, right? We're not employees anymore. We're businesses of one. We're service providers. We've come full circle from back in the day where you were a farmer, right? My maiden name's Tanner. My family were Tanners. So it's come full circle. We Every job's temporary. We're crazy to think that. And we're all commodities until we prove otherwise. So if we're teaching people that, if the, if the pandemic taught them nothing else, then they're going to keep going with that. They're going to figure out how to do it for themselves. And they're not going to get a set of golden handcuffs and go into an office four days a week if they don't want to. The beatings will stop when morale improves. <laughs> Chad, what's your first 2023 prediction? Okay, so Facebook runs from the jobs. We saw how Facebook ejected out of out of jobs. And Google is going to seize the opportunity by releasing paid job ads in the Google for Jobs platform. That will happen in 2023. Pay-per-click. Flat fee. What are we talking? It's going to be their same their same scheme. Okay. They're not going to change their scheme. It's going to be plug and play. They're just going to do it with jobs. So when you promote something, your ad's going to be your job. We've talked about this for for many years, not many years, but since they've done, I'm I'm shocked they haven't done it yet. Shocked. The only thing I can yes. think of is that the European antitrust shit just has them so scared that they just want to hold off on doing it. But this would be a billion dollar business for them. It, it would. The, the thing is that you have to take a look at the, the perspective shift of power, though, too, because Indeed on Google for Jobs doesn't have as much power as they did on pure SEO because they were better at SEO than everybody else. And they weren't playing with Google for Jobs. They currently are. They, they did here just last year. So you have to take a look at the shift of power. Will Google allow other platforms to buy or is it just going to be direct employers? And are they going to allow agencies just buy to buy for direct employers? Because to be to be quite frank, it'll turn into the exact same thing it was before. Indeed was out buying everybody else. So it, it'll be the same as it ever was. And Indeed will continue to spend more money on uh, ads than anybody else will. So yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how the power struggle changes and and hopefully they just do direct employers at that point. If they do, I think there's a great opportunity for uh, a shit ton of cash and and a, a re-leveling of the landscape. It's it's going to suck for smaller aggregators, but it'll I think it'll re-level things. All right, visualize this for me though. So it says ad clearly at the top and then it says you know, customer service rep, $17 an hour. What I mean, what am I looking at? So I think Chad's talking about the actual job listings. So you're not just an ad. You think the whole listing is going to come up when somebody Google so purchases? So sales, sales job at IBM. And Eight, they're all going to come up in there. Four, okay. four different job sites have that, including IBM, IBM's main site. And you'll be able to pay to be first, second, whatever, 
in terms of the list that people can can decide. You can click on. Interesting. What I do like about it is Google's algorithm is based largely on engagement. So the clicks, the clicks that are going to get the most, particularly if you're paid for them, are the brands that people know and trust. And those are probably the ones that are going to be advertising. So the advertisers will be LinkedIn, the job boards you know and love. Indeed may hold the hold the line for a few a few months or years, but they'll eventually crack. The the shitty job boards that are fly by night and scamming the whole system are not going to pay for clicks probably. So they're going to just sort of dwindle away down the line in terms of of sites you can pick to apply. So I like it for Google. Uh, it's bad for Indeed or anyone that competes with them for job postings. But I also like it for the job seeker in that it will help weed out some of the, the shitty, fake, bullshit job sites out there, which you, you know is a JT. Oh. Talking to job seekers, they're sick of scams. They're sick of brand you know Huge. jobs they can't trust. Right. Number one pet peeve is they never hear back. Number two pet peeve is the amount of weeding they have to do yep. to just even find a job that's relevant. So, yep. yeah, I completely agree. They'd, they'd like to do away with job boards altogether, the job seeker. Good one, Chad. All right. So my Joseph. my first uh, first prediction, and, and by the way, I, I sacked up this year. <laughs> uh, my, my predictions are either right or wrong. There's no, like, gray area. There's no, I, I made two predictions. One's kind of right. These are all, like, black and white predictions, all right? So my first one. Good for you. I, I appreciate that. Carry on. My, you're welcome. You're welcome. This is, this is the love I have for you. <laughs> I sack up for Chad, everybody. Okay, so my first one is UKG buys iSIMs. Count it. Why do I say this? So the popular ATS that... Most of our listeners know, uh, brought in Marketo's Steve Lucas in to run the company after Colin left. And the idea was to go public. But in 2020, the pandemic came, the public markets crashed. Things clearly did not go according to plan. So fast forward to today, Steve Lucas is out as CEO. He's already got a new gig, by the way. It's out of our space, which is pretty common. With, with the same PE firm, by the way. Carry on. Pretty common, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that, that'll... <laughs> That'll bring me full circle, maybe. So so he's gone. Uh, the IPO thing probably is not going to happen. It's going to be really hard up for the next two years, probably, especially in our space. So who do, they, who do they bring in? They bring in Brian Provost to be CEO. Now, why is that important? Well, Provost helped scale a company called Ascentis, which ultimately led to the company being acquired by UKG. That escalated quickly. So if you can't go public and you got to sell the company for the investors, they've raised over $100 million at iSIMS, what better way to sell the company to maybe a UKG than to hire the guy who sold a company to UKG being Brian Provost, which leads to my prediction that iSIMS will be sold to UKG in the year 2023. I think it's going to take more than a year for UKG to bite, but I, I think I think your connecting of the dots there was was brilliant, very good. I'm going to give you a, a golf clap right now. But yeah, I, I think that that's just that's way way too fast for an acquisition of that size. I agree, and iSIMS has been doing a lot of buying, and I feel like they want to try to put that whole thing together and make a go at it and do something with that. I don't see that happening inside of the year either. Under Steve Lucas, under Steve Lucas, they made a lot of acquisitions. There's no evidence that Brian Provost is going to start <laughs> buying up companies. Mm -hmm. I think Brian's job is to sell the company. But these are predictions. We're having fun. We will know for sure because that is either a right or wrong prediction yeah. when we look back on 
2023. So we've all done our first ones. JT, we're going to go back to you because I'm too dumb to keep any kind of different order. So what is your second prediction (laughs) for 2023? Keep drinking. All right. Second prediction is the TikTokification of recruiting. It's it's a thing. It is going to be a a big, solid thing. You're going to know about it. She said big, solid thing, by the way. Can can we all just take a second? What are you doing, step bro? (laughs) Simply put, thank you. So so here's here's the deal. Everyone gets on TikTok and says it's fate, right? Oh, look at this landed on my my For You page. It's it's fate. It's not fate. It's an algorithm. A fucking good algorithm. Right. And we know how to hack the algorithm. So you're going to see, again, some smart companies started to put content that just stumbles into somebody's feed. They're going to go down the rabbit hole. They're going to look the company up on Google. And maybe if Chad's prediction's right, they're going to see the job posting there. And they're going to say, I found my next job. And that is because people don't want to be job seekers anymore. They want to be job shoppers. Truly. They want to choose their next employer. Now, if that happens through fate, while I'm sitting there on social media and some story about a company warms my heart or, you know, gets me interested and I go down that path and search and find them, then I controlled my destiny, right? That happened. And I really think smart companies are going to figure it out. They're going to, TikTokification is here, whether it's on TikTok or LinkedIn or Instagram, wherever. But I think the two biggies will be TikTok and LinkedIn. And that's where that sudden, you know, I stumbled across my dream employer story is going to make it big. So on anything other than TikTok, the algorithms fucking suck, especially LinkedIn. LinkedIn's algorithm is horrible. So other than TikTok, which I think you can get some really good targeting on, how do you think this is actually going to work out? Because to be quite frank, all the other, other than maybe Instagram, Instagram does a a halfway decent job, but not great. It's, It's really hard to target. And then Facebook doesn't allow targeting on, on the job side of the house. So how do you see this actually coming coming to fruition? I know I'm going to have a lot of recruiters m- message me afterwards. I, I don't take Facebook into consideration because it's, for job okay. seekers, that's not where they want to be. That you know, It's going to be TikTok or LinkedIn. Um, with LinkedIn, and I'm going to have to give it, I'm not going to reveal my third prediction because it's fire, but it has to do <laughs> <laughs> with where that's headed. And all I will say is that there's a change coming and that change is going to make it very possible for people, that algorithm to dramatically improve for people over there. So you just got to trust me on that one, but I'm holding my third one hostage. This feels a little 2022 prediction-ish, no? No. Aren't companies using TikTok to recruit? Aren't they doing no, some employment no. videos? In- infantile, they don't know what they're doing. The, the most, I think they've gotten comfortable having their employees get on there. That's not recruiting. Getting your, allowing your employees on TikTok is one thing. Having a strategy so that the stories find their way into my feed and I identify with that person and I, oh my gosh, he or she's like me. I'm going to go check this company out. That do you, is what's going to happen Do next. you think we'll see a startup come with the sales pitch of, we'll help you advertise or figure out TikTok? Already happening. But for recruiting though? Yeah. Well, then it's not as much a 23 <laughs> prediction. Yeah. If but it's already happening. It's it's there, but are they tractioning? Not yet, right? So that they're there, they're out there. Twenty twenty three is a is the year where you're gonna see it, Traction. know it, okay. and identify it and say that is TikTokification right. of recruiting. So 
I guess the question is, instead of like pointing out a company, could we actually point out a vendor that gains traction, maybe is even acquired in 2023, that is around the TikTokification? I know a company that might do that. <laughs> so, so yes, so yes, you think? Okay, so I, I think one of the things we're looking at is like watermarks for being able to 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 actually, you know. Joel's talking about how do we say yes or no to this prediction? Sack up, JT. Um, absolutely. It's happening there. Okay, so let's tighten it up. There will be a company in recruitment marketing and employer branding that will be acquired in 2023 because of the there fact that it's owning there the TikTok application of recruiting. That prediction. There's the sack. I love, it it when JT, I love it when JT tightens it up. Well, okay. exactly. Can I Thank can you, I make Westman. an off, can I make an off the radar uh, anti prediction or Ooh, anti or rebuttal to yeah. that? Oh, I hope so. It. I think I think Congress is going to get serious about TikTok and their Chinese owners. There's going to be potential legislation come down to ban TikTok, ban TikTok in the U.S. And even if it doesn't happen, I think it's going to scare a lot of employers away from leveraging the platform to market to candidates and try to build an employer brand. So I think the opposite, there will be a lessening of TikTok influence and those people will, to your point, maybe start going to Reels, maybe start going to YouTube Shorts, maybe going somewhere else. But I think there's gonna be a lot of pressure in the US to wean off of TikTok. See this right here? This is money. This is, the US only understands one thing and that's the almighty dollar. And TikTok can bring a shit ton of fucking cash. So what they'll do is they'll look back at that Oracle deal or one of the other deals. They'll make a deal. This is not going away. Definitely not. And I said TikTokification because what TikTok has done is taught us how to do storytelling, how to use humor heart in order to connect and create call to action, and, create and engagement, right? you can right? do that off TikTok. You, you can do it off TikTok. That's why it'll happen anywhere. So, you know, bring on the drama around TikTok. Also, employers don't have to have their own TikTok account to, to use it. They're going to go to, they're going to use influencers and creators who will create that content and get people there. So they don't even need, why would they have their own brand? They don't have to. There's so many other ways they can leverage TikTok in order to get those stories out and get people, again, down the rabbit hole, searching and shopping for their brand. TikTok is out. Votes are worth more than dollars the next election cycle. I'm picking That's it. That's bullshit. I'm picking it. <laughs> they, I don't know if you know what Citizens United is, but that's just total bullshit that you spewed. My turn. I need a refill, damn it. Prediction number two. Now, let me set this up appropriately. Decades ago, we heard big data, big data, big data, but the problem was that most of us didn't have the processing capacity or power to actually know what the fuck to do with big data. We do today. And today, we're powering ML and AI and a bunch of other acronyms with big data. Then there was this newfangled thing called cloud computing. We heard it. We didn't know what the fuck it was, but it ran in the background and it worked. It just fucking worked. Then just a month ago, there's this little thing called Chat GPT. You heard about it? Here it comes. The advanced AI general chatbot, which validates that we all know when it comes to adoption, see it, feel it, taste it, touch it. And Chat GPT demonstrated that. So looking back at all these examples, I'm going to pivot hard on this one. I believe that Web3 
will call upon all of those lessons in 2023, I predict that there will be a major player in Web3 that actually gains traction. It's going to be entirely new. It's not going to be somebody that we currently know. And they will actually gain traction. And we will see Web3 finally make an entrance, a real entrance into this market. Significant investment as well? Yes. Okay. Significant funding and traction around partnerships and just a total landscape because our industry is literally just so fucking thirsty for the opportunity to revolutionize, especially when we're talking about the LinkedIn's of the world. Uh, I think they will grasp at something like this. This is this is a brass ring, I feel, for our industry. Whether it's background checks, assessments, CV and uh, credentialing, mm-hmm. you know, portability. So you and you and Sir Richard didn't uh, come up with this over uh, over some pints at the pub, did you? He's taking a really long drink. <laughs> like, mm, I may I may go I may go anti this one as well. I think the okay. the FTX, the crypto crash. I think investors, people, consumers are scared to death of anything crypto, blockchain, coin. This is what, not crypto, though. It, it's under the same umbrella. It's all they're all going to suffer. Tokens. They're all they're all going to get killed. You think humans are smart? I don't. That's why we have a podcast. But I <laughs> I, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure to have like it's going to be really hard to be successful in Web three, in, in in not just our industry but anywhere. JT. Uh, I mean, I just the fact that you're saying Web three and a bunch of people on this call are like, "What?" I mean, come on, uh, come on, seriously. I mean, there's still so many people that don't get it. I mean, I I played around with ChatGPT a ton this week. It's crazy. It's crazy what it can do. Uh, and it, it immediately your mind starts going a million different ways. And I mean, the whole Ryan Reynolds Mint commercial that he created. He said, "Create me a script." With uh, for Mint Mobile, let them know our holiday sale is still going on. Use a swear word and use a joke, and you know. So you see the potential, and I think we we always want that kind of innovation now, in our space. Now, if but, I think there's if there's a prediction, and this isn't one of mine, but it would be that someone will use OpenAI to create a job description improvement engine or a yeah. resume improvement engine that you can plug in. Is there someone official that's launched? I haven't seen any official company. No, I know behind the scenes. It's it's already yeah, been it's, happening. It's happened before chat GPT. OpenAI is, I mean, it's open source. People have been using that for years. It, it is amazing. The cool thing is that we didn't, we haven't been talking about it until they actually put something that we could touch in front of us. I think the biggest key out of all of this, and, and I agree 100% JT, is that you shouldn't have to go through a master's level fucking course on Web3 to understand what the goddamn product is. And I believe that there's going to be a at least one product, there might be more, that comes out this year, 2023, that's Web3, that uh, will gain traction because it will stick with keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, just you going back to ChatGPT and thinking about that, imagine just saying, what's it like to work for Amazon? And this thing just starts to answer you back like you're having a text chat with someone and it uh, you know and go try it now i did it and it, it gives you an earful so i mean <laughs> forget glass door reviews if that's what your company's worried about right now i'm just telling you you might want to start worrying about this stuff uh, a little bit more chad, yeah. chad just needs something he can touch 
All right, let's get to my second <laughs> prediction here before we, we go on too much longer. All right, my number two, and again, this is a black and white review or prediction. Like it's either right mm-hmm. or it's wrong. Okay, Greenhouse goes IPO. I know I said iSims wasn't. I think Greenhouse has to. Now, how did I come up in with 2023? this? In 2023? 23, yep. So, so in December of 22, Greenhouse announced the hiring of Christina Salen as its chief financial officer. What's a special skill that Salen has? Well, she helped Etsy go public back in 2015, and she has a core competency with public companies. With over $100 million in funding and celebrating a decade in business, liquidation is going to happen, and I think it's going to happen in the form of an IPO in 2023 for Greenhouse. I got to say that I'm impressed with your research on this. We should actually take more time away from each other uh, because this is this is probably the best research I've seen. You, you like you're, you're you, picking you up what I'm dropping, huh? You like this? No, I no, I I like it. <laughs> I don't like an IPO in 2023. Again, listen to the the, the European podcast because Stepstone's talking about it. It doesn't make sense because the market's not ready for it. But but if you're desperate, what do you, what else are you gonna do? I'm with you. I just I just feel like it's going to be a wonky year, right? It's just there's the layoffs are coming and they just keep coming and everyone's uncertain. Is that the year that you want to IPO or do you want to wait until but I guess it's all the numbers. Wait till it's too late. Is that when you want to wait? You're going to take it to the next level. Hopefully you're going to rebound quickly. I think it may be now or never. I think it's now or never for a lot of companies, at least in terms of their perception of the business. Mm. If I invested in Greenhouse in 2012, I want my money back. I want some cash. Ten years is enough time. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up, kids. Yeah, but Cut if you're that office. rich, if you're that rich, you can wait until there's a good market to be able to fucking IPO. <laughs> let's let's take a quick break and we'll get to the coup de gras, everyone's final. And what did you call it, JT? Fire? Fire prediction? My fire prediction is the fire. fire. The fire prediction is coming up after this quick break. I thought she said money shot. <laughs> That escalated quickly. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, kids. I say we talked about a a certain order, but if if JT's got a fire prediction, I say she goes last. I want to hear it. You want to hear it first? All right. All right, JT, it's up to you. You're our guest. Do you want to go first or last? I don't care because it's going to be the best one. She, so. she, she's here to play, man. All right. Okay. So if you're ready for it now, drop it now. You drop it like it's hot. So unlike Joel, who came, you know, prepared. This is not new, by the way. This is not. This is not new. He does it at least once or twice a year. <laughs> Amazing, Joel. I feel honored that you came so prepared for this one. 
Um, so no one has said this to me at LinkedIn. I have no proof of this, but my prediction is that they are going to start monetizing. They're going to let creators monetize and make money off the platform, which is a huge deviation for them. And the reason I say that is that they've got this whole thing called the creator mode that you can turn on, which by the way, do you have your creator modes turned on gentlemen? Um, but what they've quietly been doing over the last couple of years is turning up the functionality for people that have creator mode. So I seriously think this goes all the way back to when Gary Vee started working with them and probably told them they were like, make our social media platform better. And Gary was like, this isn't a social media platform. (laughs) So he started giving them advice on how to turn it into one. I think they've listened to that advice. It's been amazing to see the features. And now if you have creator mode, there's some really cool stuff that's available to you. And I think the last piece of the puzzle is to monetize. And you look at Google, which is now spending some really good money to give people more money on YouTube, YouTube shorts, way more money on that than TikTokers can make on TikTok. So that's their play, right? Google and YouTube are going to try to get all the monetization by paying more. If LinkedIn introduced it, think of all the people that are in their spaces that could become influencers, or they call them top voices now on LinkedIn, become a top voice in your industry or your vertical and actually make money off it. And then think about how whoever hires you, you bring that audience with them, right? So you're sitting at a company, you're CTO, you've got this following, you move to the next company. I mean, that's big stuff. And if you're incentivizing- You're bringing assets. Right, money. I mean, you've got- video you can stream live on there you can do audio if you want to do your clubhouse version so this is like youtube providing revenue streams to creators is it. that what i'm getting exactly okay. but it's okay. happen to people so if i'm an advertiser i say hey i want to get my product or i want to advertise with this creator so it wouldn't be like hey company a i did a blog post i want top influencers in recruitment to share it. Do you say to the creator, hey, here's a post. If you promote it, we'll give you $100. No, you can do that. What do you think it'll look like? I go to you and say, Chad, Joel, I'm going to give you each $1,000 and I want you to record a video and talk about about my company and what it, you know, something about it. So you can do it that way. Or think of it this way. You just start getting views on content you create. So your your podcast right now, you turn it into a video, you put it in your feed, Joel, it gets a million views. And LinkedIn says, I'm going to give you a half a cent for every hundred views you get. So now the content you're creating for yourself is making you a couple hundred dollars, maybe a couple thousand, whatever. That's how, you know, those TikTok creators are making bank just by having their, their TikToks viewed, not even including the sponsored posts that they're getting. So imagine building follower. My advice to everybody right now is turn your creator mode on, start pushing out content and start getting followers. Because if they start allowing monetization, you literally could have your very own brand in your space. So let me let me unpack this a little bit. So the the link the LinkedIn algorithm basically makes or breaks you. So if if you're saying, Hey LinkedIn, I'll give you a hundred dollars and they're saying, Okay, creator, I'll give you fifty and we'll we'll pump up the the exposure on your post. Isn't that money that LinkedIn could just keep because they control the algorithm? But that's the reason why they're not getting enough creative content and engagement on the platform. That's why every other social media tool now incentivizes creators by giving them a little money. Because they're going to keep what? Creating creating content constantly for that one post that goes viral that makes them some bank. So why wouldn't we apply the same principle here? And going back to my earlier prediction about the TikTokification of recruiting and while it work on LinkedIn, 
is now you can have people from companies creating content or you can go to a really top-notch creator on LinkedIn and have them talk about your company and have that go viral, right? That third-party credibility factor that's so big. So it's coming, right? The creator, already the content creation is getting better and better. Yes, it's still overrun with ads and the ad placement, but if they made that switch and got that much more great content on there and incentivized them, it's peanuts for what they could make in terms of engagement and views. The biggest problem I have with this is that LinkedIn's algorithm is the shittiest algorithm in the world. The, the technical debt that they have from fucking 20 years ago, for goodness sakes, is, is just ridiculous. So to be able to do something like this, it, it seems like there needs to be an entire overhaul of the system. So maybe, the, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you on that piece of it. But what I also know is that um, if you start out early and you build your content, you can go pretty viral on LinkedIn as someone who's done it, right? And little fun fact, I take every TikTok that I do and I post it on LinkedIn because the most watched videos are TikTok videos on LinkedIn. We got a bunch of warriors on LinkedIn. <laughs> they all want to see what's going on at TikTok. Is it because of the, like, the, the watermark? 100% the watermark. Yep. <laughs> and so you do that and it gets the highest amount of engagement the, the, and the, the video is native. You're not taking anybody off LinkedIn. So LinkedIn doesn't have a problem with that, but it gets sick engagement. And now that they've allowed things like links in video, so I can tell you about something and you can click a link in my video and go straight there. They're competing on levels that other platforms don't even have. So we can complain about the algorithm all we want, but the truth is there's a huge opportunity to, and here, here's what we know. When you're on a new social media platform early, you can grab, right, followers. You can grab that that market share early. Now, LinkedIn's been around forever, but it's not been a social media platform. Were you surprised that they, they cut their stories? No, no, because I tested it. And it's just, I don't think stories is for everyone. You know, you have to think about the purpose of a platform like LinkedIn. People are coming to LinkedIn now because they're sick of, you know, they want a platform where, hey, I can learn something. And it's, you know, so I have people complaining about, hey, there's too much personal stuff on LinkedIn already. Well, you know, scroll past it. You don't have to look at it. But I think video is doing well. And don't underestimate, they have newsletter. I I was mentioning this. So they turn newsletter feature back on. So if you have that feature, people can subscribe to you. You can send an article directly to their inbox. And in under four months, when they turn that feature back on, I gained 400,000 newsletter subscribers. If you're out there right now and you want to build an audience, this is the time to get on LinkedIn. But you're going to be really mad when they turn it off, aren't you? Yeah, right. Let's hope they don't, right? Oh, I'm taking the risk. Whatever. I, I do I do agree that LinkedIn's advertising has been floundering since they launched advertising and they need to do something to like get people excited and maybe this this is the thing. This is the fire that's going to really... They need the Chad and Cheese fire. That's a problem. That's what they need, <laughs> which is why you need to be on video, John. No one needs that. <laughs> no one needs that. All right, I'm going next. Joel, you can go last. Okay, my last prediction might not seem big, but it is big for the industry, is that Cindio gets acquired. Who's Cindio? Cindio simply is a pay equity platform 
For more insights, you can listen to our most recent, some of our most recent podcasts entitled The Pay Equity Fix with Zev Eigen, which uh, dropped on December 19th. Anywho, salary transparency is catching like wildfire with states like California and Washington joining Colorado and making it mandatory to provide basic salary transparency on job listings. Uh, This topic has taken center stage. And last month, job search engine Lenza reported that 70%, 70% of the U.S. jobs available on their job search engine, they have millions of them, have salary data. So it, it's working. No matter what, it's working. But once again, this is only the first step into pay equity. Starbucks worked hard on getting their employees to pay equity. American Airlines just announced that they received a certification for the fair pay workplace for for pay equity. What do all those companies have in common? Cindio. Cindio's CEO, Maria Colacorcio, came to Starbucks, or she came from Starbucks, where she was actually part of the team that helped them to get to pay parity. And American Airlines brought in Cindio in 2020 to help them do the exact same thing. So pay equity goes beyond just salaries on jobs. And there are not many when it comes to competitors for Cindio in this space. I see Cindio getting acquired, gobbled up quickly in 2023. Cindio is is awesome. I think you're right in terms of the timing and pay transparency. Trans, pay transparency is definitely going to have a moment in 23. The challenge I th- that I have is the 80-some million they've taken in funding. With, with that kind of money raised, they're going to have to get a, lot, a big check. And how many people can write a check for that? We'll see. What's a bigger topic in our industry today other than pay transparency? Chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> that's not just in our industry. That's that's general. Help me out, though. So if we're 70% already have pay ranges, we got 30% more to get pay ranges. What? Here's the thing. Those are pay ranges that are on jobs. That's not transparency actually in the organization. So if we're already working with an organization, you don't know how much I'm being paid, right? And the companies aren't actually doing the leveling internally to ensure that they have pay equity. So they need a platform to be able to get there, right? If you take a look at how the government is pressing for pay equity, it only makes sense. You have to have a platform to get you there quicker today than tomorrow when you start getting fined for not having pay equity. So do you think this is an ongoing thing forever and ever and ever? As you even you get there, you're you've got your pay transparency, it's achieved, now you're maintain you're in maintenance mode, you're on subscription model. All indications demonstrate that it's going to take 75 years to get to parity. Okay. So that being said, I'm going to play the short-term ball on being able to get acquired and the long-term ball on equity. Long-term ball, short-term ball, Chad's plan, all the balls. And that brings me to my final, which I feel is a little anticlimactic. So I'm going to rock the drum roll. On mine to give it give it a little extra oomph. Sack up, Cheeseman. It's a black or white again. All right, here we go. Scott Guts. Who the hell is Scott Guts? I know that guy. Scott Guts is out as Monsters CEO. What? He's so nice. He is nice, but nice doesn't get it done in in job board land, Chad. So you mentioned jo- or Monster getting sold by Ronstadt, which I also think is a very good possibility this year. But I didn't want to. 
I didn't want to piggyback on on your your false prediction from last year. Randstad is definitely consolidating ownership of the monster brand, making people change brands. I mean, they are they're definitely making moves to make it less or make it sort of less um, problematic to sell the company. So it would not surprise me at all. And Monster's still a brand in Europe in many countries and uh i wouldn't be surprised if a little friend of ours uh maybe wrote a check to just uh take monster off the table and and make a little little trip over to the atlantic and have a brand uh uh you know ready-made brand in the u.s anyway that's a different prediction scott guts is out he's in year five of his leadership can you name any innovation out of monster in the last five years they haven't even brought instagram for job search which they've been promising since they bought jobber no innovation, not much growth. The only growth is basically market-driven because the labor market is so hot right now. I think a lot of it has just found money for them. Uh, Ronstadt is getting new executives from top to bottom all over the place, new CEOs everywhere, which means there's going to be changes. And if it's not sell the company, it's get the hell, uh, get rid of the CEO that's been dragging us down for the last five years. Nice guy for sure. Results aren't there. Scott Guts, by the end of 2023, will be taking his talents to South Beach or wherever he can go, but it won't be at Monster.com. And that is my final prediction for 2023. Oh, I never like to see somebody lose their job. He'll be okay. Yeah, hopefully he's got a really nice parachute. Definitely not. I've just, I mean, I've never understood why they didn't name change, I'll be honest. I know that there's a lot of, but I know they have a worldwide name recognition, but they also have some great SEO, right? When you think of thousands of pages of content, it's just that the younger generations that I work with do not associate with Monster. It's an energy drink. Right, exactly. So I never understood why they didn't rebrand into something cooler. Well, remember that the company that bought assets from them in APAC, they they rebranded entirely. But kept all the SEO. Like there is an asset sitting there in Monster. I just don't understand why there's never been a rebrand. We'll never know. We will never know. Because I would like to let you know that the Chad and Cheese actually ran for co-president of Monster. And we were not elected. What happened? We didn't get a call or a, a DM. Not even a call. No sliding into our DMs about the Monster job. We might have to revive the campaign to be co-CEOs of Monster, Chad. And your first thing would be to what? What would you do? Sell Monster.com to the energy drink for about $100 million. A million dollars. We would pieces parts the fuck yeah, out of Yeah, we would Gordon Gecko the shit out of Monster.com. You take a look at what Apollo has done with with. Career builder, and that's nothing. It, it would be it would be Dexter Esh. We would carve that fucker up. JT Nostradonal O'Donnell, thank you for joining us for our year predictions. For our listeners who want to know more about you, connect to you. Where would you send them? Oh well, if they've been listening, <laughs> they probably know TikTok and LinkedIn are a good bet. Uh, but they also can just hit me up at uh, workitdaily dot com. And based on our audience, sorry, guys, there's no MySpace page. So you'll have to uh, get that TikTok account in, in quick order. Chad, Happy New Year. I'm excited for another 12 months of recruitment, fun-filled, liver-crushing excitement. I love it. Love it. O'Donnell, thanks for joining us. And we out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The Chad. The Cheese. Brilliant!
They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. There's so many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.